Am I doing this right? How many snacks has he had today? No, please do not eat the dog food. Uh, I think he peed on the floor. What do we make this kid for lunch today? Can you say, Dada? Can you say, Mama? Will I never sleep again? Welcome to Probably Okay Parenting. A podcast where we talk about the highs, lows, trials, tribulations, challenges, and fun that is being a new parent. Oh, coming in hot. <laughs> As always, I'm Allison. I'm Brian. We are parents to an 18-month-old toddler. And uh, it's pretty exciting. 18 months. 18 months. 18 months literally yesterday. And uh, we just like to sit around every once in a while and talk about parenting on a microphone. Um, well, I would say we aim to do that more than once in a while on the microphone, but sometimes yeah. life gets in the way. What are you going to do? Not record a podcast. True. Yes. Sorry to our loyal listeners out there. Our DFPs are members of our pop community. Mm. Also, PopCom. Yeah, was that was say, a new term thrown out this week. A.K.A. PopCom, which you know what? I do like popcom more than DFP because no no no, no. they're I'll not exclusive. What, it's at least proprietary to our podcast versus DFPs. I, I just don't anyway. How many people have you heard say DFP? Not referring to our wonderful podcast. I don't really like hang out with people that are just talking about. Okay, so zero. And by the way, both of these can exist. I like popcom too, but popcom is the whole community. DFPs are members of the popcom. Okay. Mm, anyway. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Yeah. I just have to say, I remember back in ye old beginnings of this podcast when we first started it. First of all, we didn't even tell anyone about it, literally anyone. So when I would go on our analytics, it would say zero or maybe one if I had listened to it for how many listeners each episode had. Then we started telling some DFPs <laughs> slowly. Mm-hmm. And I remember one week it said seven listeners had listened to one episode. And I was like, oh, seven people. And I only told two or three. I was going to say, as soon as we knew that it was a number more <laughs> than the people that we told. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, man. But anyway, it's been pretty much uh, more than seven, but nothing crazy until as of late. And I would say that a few weeks ago when things started really taking off, um, I started getting kind of freaked out seeing these big numbers on there. Yes, Allison, you may have. I got scared. Also, yeah, that, that kind of got to your head last last pod. <laughs> the fact that the U.S. listenership is now only at like eighty six or eighty seven percent. That is really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and we have like listeners from the Netherlands and like all what these up? other places. Now, the thing that I will say is, yeah, it kind of got to your head. Now, you were getting a little short, a little snippy in the last one, just because <laughs> I think you were wanting to present like a sort of idealized professional version of this podcast that mm-hmm. only exists in your mind and yeah. will, will never exist in reality. I think you're right. And it was just so much pressure. Like, oh my gosh, all these people are listening. No it's got to be perfect. And no then it pressure. ends up being so awkward. And by the way, I usually listen like, the day after I publish on Apple Podcasts in my uh-huh. car or whatever, just to hear the balance and the sound mixing, just to like a little right, bit. Yeah. I can't listen to like the whole thing. That's yeah, way too cringy. Self-assess. Yeah. But just a little snippet I usually play. And I tried to do that with the last one. And I'm telling you about 2.7 seconds in, I had to turn it off. Not only press pause, I had to turn the whole like sound system in my car off, like violently. You literally just sold your car. And I was day. just like, 
oh my god cringe it just wasn't me i was just i don't know and it's like who cares what is the goal here even the goal isn't to get a million listeners well, it's like speak for yourself but either <laughs> way how about like on the road to a million listeners you have to be yourself that's yeah yeah also like we're thing. weirdos and that's just who we are so i'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry i'm not, not trying sorry. to be a non-weirdo that just ain't our brand you know what i'm saying I know what you're saying. Okay. So Let's jump into our recap of the week. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for keeping us consistent. Great, great recap. 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 Allison, what would you like to tell us from your recap of not just the last week, but the last two weeks? Yes. It's been two weeks since we've checked in here. Two weeks. Yeah. A lot's been going on, bro. So... Little background, I am a music teacher at a high school. We know. Well, not everybody does. Oh, true. That's true. And uh, last week we had our musical. Now, everybody who's been to high school. musical. Yeah, exactly. Everybody who's been to high school probably is familiar with like the high school musical. It's not, I'm not talking about, we're all in this together. Not that high school musical. Which is very annoyingly confusing. But anyway. (laughs) I mean. It's an effective title. Mm, we'll save that for our musical, high school musical, non-high school musical <laughs> podcast. That would be a really fun one, actually. So I was directing the Pitt Orchestra for the musical. A lot of fun. So much fun, actually. You do love musical season. So much. And something that we used to do back before we were parents is that Brian was actively a part of the whatever music program I was directing. Yeah, I was always kind of like unpaid assistant director, uh, which, you know, maybe after school coordinator was another way to say that because I would help out with like jazz band or yeah. in this particular case. Brian is an extremely talented orchestra. musician. I can just kind of throw him in where I need him. Oh, stop. So, <laughs> so I just decided, like at first we were like, no, you're not going to play because obviously you have to stay home with the child. Well, we've had a number of... Um, let's say like opportunities where in the past, like again, jazz band's a good example where it's like, oh yeah, you know what? Can you play? Oh, sure. But now like we have to think about so many right. other factors. It's very different from the yesteryear where you could just jump in the car and come help whenever right. I needed you. So I have felt that loss over the last 18 months at work. Like, oh man, this is something that I would have had Brian help with, but now mm. I just got to figure it out myself. Mm, yeah. I guess most people don't have their spouse to just help them at work whenever they need though. So yeah. yeah, well, we are also, like, with that aspect of things, very specialized field, but... I guess so. So, anyway, back to parenting. Uh, I decided somewhere in the process, like, actually, I kind of need Brian, and it's just so fun. I think that he would actually have fun doing this, too, playing in the musical. So, I was like, let's just go for it. Let's try and figure out childcare, and let's have you play, and it can be, like, old times, and it would really help out me and my students and everyone. So... We had two new babysitters because our regular one couldn't do it that we met on a very quick timeline and then had them watch our son. Okay, before we even get into that, though, because I do think the context is required Mm -hmm. that like you have to picture it as this is your job. I'm, I'm saying to the listeners, okay, imagine this is your job, right? You are getting paid, yes, to do this after school activity, not necessarily a lot, but you're getting paid nonetheless, but... Before, it was like, okay, great. And then, like, we'd perform or rehearse or whatever, then maybe go out after for a drink, whatever. Now, we have to think about, like, oh, we literally need to hire a babysitter just so that you can go to work. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's... 
the majority of humans. What are you talking I about? I guess, I mean, we do that during the day, obviously. Yeah, but this I'm, is at night. I'm just thinking because it's like literally a Friday or Saturday night when like other people might be hiring a babysitter so that they can go out on a date. For right. us, we're hiring a babysitter so that we can perform in a two and a half hour musical. Right. But to be fair, it was me at work and you helping me. So, I mean, I'd call that a date. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know why that was important, but thank you for adding that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so anyway. That could be said for this whole podcast. Okay, great. <laughs> True. So why? Okay, so we met the babysitters, like, day well, of. Yeah, I'm just providing that context of, like, thank well, you. why did we need a babysitter in the first place? Right, right. Day of. And then, basically, I had to go ahead to school kind of early, set up, and meet my students and get all that situated. And then you had to meet the babysitter and, like, go over the plans and putting them down and all that. We had previously met them, but That not. day. Yeah, well, one, earlier we had literally day. met yeah. earlier that day. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what that was like? Hmm. Sure. I mean, honestly, not much to tell. It was basically just like the the awkward part really stems from when you first meet these people. It's kind of like, you know, right before you open the door, it's like, okay, what are we about to experience here? Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them actually alluded to it and she was younger, but she was like, Oh, you know, I wanted to make sure you that you guys weren't serial killers, and it, you know, You're right. And then you said, likewise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking about saying that right now, but yeah, likewise. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, we've been pretty lucky. Like, we haven't really been turned off by anyone in particular, but um, yeah, it's just nerve wracking when it's the first time because I guess I like build up these scenarios in my head where I think. They're actually child abductors and the reference <laughs> the references that I talked to through text message that they gave me were Fellow like abductors. They're criminal friends. And it would be quite easy actually to, you know, take I mean, we just like met them Very on Facebook easy. and Absolutely. then they could just come here. We meet them once and then we talk to the references through text and then they're here. So in my head, while I'm directing this musical, you know, the mu- the pit for the musical, I'm thinking like is he being abducted right now? I really am mm. a part of my brain. And it's like only 4% of my brain, but still only 96% of my brain then can focus on what I'm trying to do in front of me, which is kind of frustrating because like there's always that little part. Well, that, I think that's just called parenting. Yeah, but in this case, it might be like mm, some weird anxiety. Maybe. About living out some kind of conspiracy theory. And then also, I just have to talk about one very horrible, embarrassing moment, which is that I felt my phone buzzing. Now, I'm not looking at my phone, but I felt it buzz like eight times in a row. Well, so also, again, context. Yeah. You literally are actively, the, the show is currently <laughs> yes. going on. Like lights are off in the theater. People are actively performing. Yes. Including yes. the musicians in front of you. Well, there's some time in a play, in a musical where there's like dialogue in between the musical numbers. And so then the musicians can like chill for a second. So it was one of those times. So we weren't playing music. There was dialogue going on between the actors. So I like glanced down at my phone and I saw eight messages from the babysitter. And I immediately was like, oh my God, the house is on fire or, you Whatever. know, he's in trouble yeah. or there at the ER and I just completely forgot the fact that I was at work doing a job in the middle of a musical nothing I was only focused on looking at these messages and like just completely zeroed in on that and then I heard some music start and realized that basically I missed a cue for the next song and it's really not that big of a deal there was like man 
a lot of professional musicians and it was not a big deal people who can definitely handle it yeah yes but but now it i will say it is a cardinal sin basically for you to be on your phone let's just say for you to be on your phone in general at the gig to begin with yep let alone like glued to your phone um and then the have the literal (laughs) conductor of the ensemble miss but again fortunately you had uh, good musicians backing you up, so everybody just came in, and, and no one was the wiser except for the musicians, and most of all, you, who I was sitting in the back playing guitar, looking at you, you just looked devastated and embarrassed and just like, uh-huh. just not not good. And honestly, not just because of that, but it was kind of, that. there's always like an off night in the show. That was definitely the off night, and yes. I do wonder if part of that off night was because you just kind of, your mind was elsewhere. And and to that point, um, and kind of bringing back something that I said earlier, um, one of the babysitters came on Saturday morning Mm -hmm. for us to meet her. Yeah. But then, like, she was going to then babysit him later that night. Right. So that's another thing that we were like, oh, gosh, if this lady comes, we don't like her, then we do not have a babysitter at all for tonight. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, what the heck are we going to do? Right. But luckily it didn't come to that. She yes, was fine. thankfully. But yeah, it's just like, I want to be fully in it, the task that I'm completing, but can you ever be, really, as a parent? I don't know. I mean, I think there's certain tasks like this one where you really do need your full 100% faculties, you know? I mean, let's say that I was, like, performing surgery. I was just thinking about that, too. I couldn't too. be checking my phone at all. Yeah, so I mean, you wouldn't even have your phone there, obviously. So Let's I mean, not pretend like my job is that important in the grand scheme of things no, that you no, have to I'm focus saying, on. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you do need your full focus, and, yeah. and it's not really good for you to take your eye off the ball, so to speak, even for a second, because while you you were saying, you know, there's times where the musicians are chilling. Not really. I mean, we're literally sitting there waiting to for the next thing to start, so... Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't uh, one of my finer moments, but that's okay. Well, we were going to forget that that even happened, but now we just recorded it for You're right. forever. But and now in decades, we'll be listening back. Someone will want to hire you in the future to be the pit orchestra director, and they're going to be like, wait a second. <laughs> yes, you're correct. Anything you want to recap? I feel like I just dominated that recap. Yeah, you did dominate that recap. But we're trying to be more like ourselves, right? And this is you kind of our dynamic. Person. Um, <laughs> you definitely dominate the conversation. I'll agree with that. Okay. Anyway, Allison, do you have anything else you'd like to recap? Okay. Actually, one very quick thing. I All right. Realized... We'll make it quick. <laughs> I will. I will. So this we're past already week... at fifteen minutes here. Oh boy, this past week was Valentine's. And so just Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Ouch. So just real quick, our son goes to daycare on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Just in case you all want to pick him up or <laughs> if you want to abduct him. Yeah. <laughs> and Valentine's was on a Tuesday. So I guess the idea of like getting his little friend to daycare Valentine's kind of crossed my mind, but then I was like, Well, he's not gonna be there on Valentine's Day, mm. so I don't really have to worry about it. Because last year, and he was only an infant, you know, he was six months old on Valentine's last year. Let's just agree when somebody's like, I'm going to tell a quick story, but then they throw in the phrase, well, last year, you know it's not going to be that quick. (laughs) Okay, super quick. Last year, he came home from daycare. He was at like a daycare center. He was only six months old with all these little goodies and balls and bubbles and all the stuff that the other parents put together, these like cute Valentines, which normally I feel like that is my in my wheelhouse, but I I didn't think you did that at six months old, but apparently you do. So this year, now he's a year and a half, and 
he just wasn't going to be there on Valentine's. So I wasn't really worried about it. Okay. So I go to drop him off Wednesday morning, the day after Valentine's in the morning. And the teacher was like, Oh, here's all this Valentine's stuff from yesterday. And it was tons of stuff, bags of candy, Hershey's kisses, goldfish, toys. Yeah. All the stuff that he doesn't eat, but I mean, whatever, it's still nice of them, but like a ton of stuff, like each kid got him like a big bag of stuff. So I was like, Mm. Oh goodness. So I was like, okay, cool. Thanks so much. I'll, uh, I'll get these when I come pick them up later. She's like, okay. Which is kind of weird. Cause like my car is right there. So why didn't I just take them? That is weird. So then I went to work and then on my lunch, I don't even think you know this, Brian, I went out to the grocery store and I just got all of these cute little like little cars or like candies. I got a gift card for the teacher because she also got him like a huge bag. Mm. I got little toys, a clay molding sets like. Oh, actually, I didn't know about the clay. That was from the dollar store. Yeah, most of this stuff is from the Dollar Tree, but some is from the grocery store. I put together these cute little baggies. And then when I went to pick them up Wednesday, keep in mind, this is the day after Valentine's Day. I tried to pretend like I tried to play it off. Like, of course, I just had these. Like, of course, I was going to bring them. I mean, obviously. No, they don't. Obviously, I was going to bring them. So then do you think that that's really obvious that she knew that I just went out shopping after I saw? Or do you think that I probably played it off? I think? think she's definitely thinking about it as much as you are. <laughs> also, I appreciate the speed with which you told that story. And I really feel terrible for anyone who automatically listens to this on like three to four X speed. Because there okay. were a couple times in there where you were really already kind of speeding it up to like three X. Parenting news. Allison, what is our main segment this evening? Okay, so I've been reading the book, The Child Code, Understanding Your Child's Unique Nature for Happier, More Effective Parenting by Danielle Dick, comma, PhD. Danielle and Dick? I have to admit that I'm not that far into it, but I the love it. The first, like, three pages, <laughs> let me t- the jacket cover is something. <laughs> I'm a little farther than that, but not much. So I think we'll be talking about this one again in the future. But I think this book is so interesting. I've actually been searching for a book about, like, early toddler psychology and early toddler brain development just because I remember a little bit from high school in psychology class learning about kind of, like, when kids have not start to have an awareness of themselves and have an awareness that they are a separate being from their parents and find that very interesting. And now that we have a living, breathing toddler on our hands, I thought it would be cool to learn about like what stages his brain is going through. Boring. Okay. Well, that's nice. So basically I just want to recap the beginning of this book with you. And like I said, I think we'll talk about it again because I'm going to finish it over this next couple of yeah, weeks. You seem really jazzed about this book. I'm all so of a jazzed. After you got f- past the first three pages, you're like, actually this book's really good. Yes. And that was like five minutes before this podcast. So, <laughs> so basically Brian, you know how you always say like, Oh, our son is so silly with us. He's such a good boy. He's so sweet. And it's because we're silly with him or we're doing a good job as parents or we're modeling these behaviors for him. Sure. <laughs> I feel like you're you're setting me up here, but okay. Do you know sure. how you say that though? Sure. So it turns out, according to this book, here we go. That basically all of these things are genetic and pretty much parenting has little to do with your child's behavior, interests, likabilities, that kind of things. Attitude. Okay. What do you have to say about that? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I always come for the author and their their research tactics before I actually come for the content. Right, so right, I guess right. that's my question is like, how do you definitively say that? Like with empirical data. Okay. Well, I'm so glad you asked. I will Let tell you. Let me flip to page four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the main studies that she's drawn on so far in this book is uh-huh. basically studying twins who were separated at birth. And I was thinking like, mm, okay, that's not that reliable. Like how many of those could there really be? But apparently there were like these evil like centers. Oh yeah. Like, this is very, this is a very famous um, study. Yes, exactly. And there's also that one with that guy that was recently in the spotlight who he was like the spotlight. Yeah. The, uh, the fertility doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know who so talking about. cases like that, it's obviously like these researchers weren't like separating kids at birth so that they could study them. But once they well, figured out that they some were kind of were, yeah, well, true, but hopefully not the ones she's citing. I don't think Danielle Dick. Yeah. So, um, basically I was going to say choo choo. The train of thought has <laughs> left the station. <laughs> Basically, they found that, like, these twins who lived apart for 60 years, raised by completely different parents. They both like chocolate ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) In completely different environments had so many more similarities than not. No. Can you believe it? No. Shut up. Basically, she says, like, everything. You get out of (laughs) here. Everything. Like, if your child likes to read, if your child talks back, if your child rolls their eyes, if your child likes to watch TV, if your child has a bad attitude, like, all of that is genetics, not your style of parenting. In fact, it used to be believed that, like, autism was because of bad parenting. And there's a whole section in here about how, like, the mother was blamed. Same with schizophrenia. It was, like... The mother doesn't engage the child enough and, you know, isn't socializing the child. But obviously later come to find out it wasn't that. Damn. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, if we go back further enough, you know, people used to think that women having their periods was like a sign of them being, you know, freaking Satan or some shit. So, I mean, look, you know, all medical things, if you go far back enough, are crazy. I guess my question is... So why do we parent? Why don't we just, you know, put all the kids out on the playground and just be like, all right, buddy, see you in 20 years since none of this shit matters. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, obviously we provide food and shelter, but beyond that, I mean, what about taste? Like what we're saying, you know, you build your own interpretation of culture and taste as you grow. And I don't know that those are related to genetics. And moreover than that, Mm -hmm. how many individuals are very different in their taste from their families? Many, 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 many. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's not necessarily like just the genes of your parents. You're saying it could be my, you know, 18th grandfather, 47 times removed or whatever. He also likes Stevie Wonder. So that's why I like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Well, okay. It's weird that you would use that literal example. Well, no, I don't think it is because that's what we're saying. Like, that's a great example of like a behavioral or slash like external um, factor, Mm -hmm. I guess, that that I enjoy. So in the nature versus nurture, like obviously nurture has something to do with it. But her whole thing is that we as a society make way bigger deal of the nurture component than we need to. And there's a lot of pressure on parents that like you've got to parent a certain way and you have to use these certain words and you have to model these behaviors and it's like totally all that. agree. I totally agree with all of that. 
Wow. I totally agree with that. I think we definitely, in general, as a society, at least here in America, make way too big of a deal of the parents. 100%. Mm -hmm. But Um, you literally do that. Sorry, not to call you out. I don't necessarily agree. I mean, I do definitely do that with some things. But I also think having a quiet home where your child feels safe and, like, they don't want for food, for instance, I think those base needs are really pretty important. And extend beyond your genealogy to impact your life. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course, it impacts your life. So what's this? Dick, but does it get at what's the core Deborah of Dick who you PhD are? PhD trying to fucking say here. Danielle, rude. All right, listen to this study. Ready? Here we go. Jim Lewis and Jim Springer met two Jims at the age of 39 years old. Here we go. They drove the same kind of car and vacationed at the same beach in Florida. Let me guess. They got the same granny. They both smoked Salem cigarettes. Not Salem. They were both nail biters. Listen to this. Here we they go. Were now both it gets really crazy. Married to women named Betty and had divorced women named Linda. One had a son named James Allen. The other son's name. Alan James. James Allen. The only difference is the Allen had two L's instead of well, one. Well, nope, that just fucking ruins the whole thing right there, <laughs> I guess. Both had pet dogs named Toby. Both were bad at spelling and good at math. Both did carpentry. I hope this list ends. Like, <laughs> you have one more. That's no, no, it. no, no, no. And some law enforcement training. Both were six feet tall and 180 pounds. They had never met before age 39. They were identical twins separated at birth and raised by different adoptive families unknown to each other. Okay, (gasps) so many, so many things What? They had the same wife's I know, but to go through that whole list and then end with, and not only are they identical twins, but they're the same height. Okay, the height and weight. Fine. Um, I'll yeah, give you that. But that, they both had the first wife, same name. Second wife, that's same all name. They had the same son think, to the middle bro, name, bro. You think that genealogy is responsible for both of them fucking a lady named Betty? That's that just, what they're saying. I don't think so. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> just because your great, 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 great grandfather also had sex with somebody named Betty, that means... I don't no, think no, that's no, how that brother, works. No, no, it's his brother, not great-grandfather. I know, but you're saying it's something related to genes. <laughs> yeah, he's attracted to the name Betty or women with that name. Well, okay. I don't know <laughs> how I feel about this. Um, I I do agree, though, as I said, that like I think the, the focus on parenting is a little bit much. I remember also hearing uh, Trevor Noah's book, and he was talking about how, you know, parenting basically was just so different when he grew up and, the, and where course. he grew up. Um, so I don't know. I always think back to those things where it's like how we raise our child and, and the perspective we have is completely based on like society here, especially in America and like what we think ideal parenting is like based on the media that mm-hmm. we consume. But I, that's probably different everywhere. Right. And one other point I wanted to highlight is that Basically, the result of her studies found that child behavior generally has a stronger influence on future parenting than parenting behavior has on future child behavior. So how your child acts has more of an influence on how you're going to parent them than the other way around. Again, I mean, I don't know how you can definitively say one or the other, but again, I do think that probably more is made of the parents impact on the child than vice versa. But I, I mean, I think that's obviously very true. You know, I I don't think many parents go in 
with a plan. I think it's very hard to plan and say, okay, I'm going to be the type of parent that X, especially, you know, when your kid is just throwing you curveballs constantly. Right. Well, anything else from the first, uh, you know, 30 pages or whatever of uh, The Child Code by Danielle Dick, PhD? So overall, I'm finding this book very interesting. A lot of takeaways, and I'm going to continue reading it, and I'd love to talk about it again. Can you just kind of tell us, like, in one sentence, what, what is this book about? The Child Code, Understanding Your Child's Unique Nature for Happier, More Effective Parenting. Okay. So it's basically like trying to personalize your parenting to your child. One hundo P, bro. It's basically I mean, saying that just parenting. You got to understand your child and parent to them. No, Whoa. I don't think that is just parenting because I think a lot of people think like, okay, they have to get good grades. They have to get into a top school. They have to da 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 intellectual. But maybe you don't really have a child who's necessarily well, interested or intellectual. If you think that you should apply a stencil basically to your child, then you are an idiot. Um, wow. Sorry. But, you know, it is what it is. You got to parent the child that you have. It's no different than being a teacher. You can't just go in there and be like, this is what we're doing. Because the kids are going to be like, oh, okay, fuck you. This is. Yeah, but don't you think so many teachers do that? Not the successful ones. Well, we're definitely not here to be judgmental. We're just Psych. here to read books, talk about them, and learn. Speak for yourself. I'm a New Yorker. Anyway, okay, let's get into... Oh, you said you had a parent confession. Oh, parent confession. Parent confessions. It is very rare that Mr. Perfect dad parent extraordinaire over here very does rare anything wrong or admits oh, i would not say that that he does anything wrong. i would not say that see when i think parent confession i think something that like in some way may harm him or like you know something that you're well i guess i am kind of embarrassed about this but anyway okay so just to, for our new listeners parent confessions are things we have not yet told each other Brian just mentioned right before we started recording, like, oh, I have a parent confession. Because it did happen right before. Okay. So I don't know what he's going to say, but he's going to tell me in the safety of this recording session. So feel here we go. Feel free to, to judge me as well. Um, okay. So oh, we will. I'm going to give a little context. We have a friend. Um, I don't believe she's a listener to the pod, but we have a friend who, um, let's just say she was baking one time and she thought that she had some chocolate on her finger, but it t- turned out to not be chocolate. It turned out to be child's poo-poo. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm just going to give you that as the lead-in context. Oh, no. Okay. Um, you know, our son was eating earlier, and I thought he had a piece of, like, avocado or something on his face. Uh. So, you know, I basically just, like, went to go wipe it off, and okay. then I had it on my finger, and oh, I God. came... Now, I'm not going to go as far to say I ate it, but I came very close to eating it before I realized it was a very large booger. (laughs) And it was like, okay, so basically he was like eating avocado and he had like a piece of avocado on his face. It was not like a small amount. It was like an amount that you could literally eat. Okay. Or so I thought. But hold on. So many things. Number one, do you? Just make a habit of eating food off of his face? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, if he's got, like, literally a piece of, you know, like a whole entire piece of spaghetti on his face. You eat it? Yeah, why not? Do you not have food for yourself? 
I mean, I do, but you know, sometimes you get hungry. Or what about whatever. just putting it back on his tray table? Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes the dog or I eat it. You know what I'm saying? The dog is one thing, but all anyway, right. Okay, so okay. yeah, I came dangerously close to consuming one of his boogers, and then it reminded me of our friend and her story. Yes, that is a so. story, tale as old as time, that, that you've been is, repeating for 10 yes, years. Yes, that is true. So that is my parenting <laughs> confession. Okay, I mean, thank you for sharing. Once again, it's an almost. I don't call almost a confession, but I still appreciate you sharing. I mean, it, it could have happened almost. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was that close, basically. Mm. Glad you realized at the last minute. And I actually, in this case, I'm glad you didn't put it back on his plate. So thanks. True. All right, let's jump into our favorite segment. How low? Weird. Okay, what's your low for the week, Bri? So my low for the week um, actually relates to when we're doing these shows because when we had the second babysitter, Mm -hmm. that time where there was like a lot of text messages, that was because... Um, well, you and I had agreed, okay, I'm going to look at my phone because like, I'm in the back. You got to do your thing and actually conduct the group, um, which then you just ended up not doing that. But anyway, that's beside the point. So uh, I said to the babysitter, hey, you know, the show starts at 7, but please do text me when he falls asleep or like if there's any issues, whatever. You know, you can still get in touch with me. It, it may take me a second or I may not be able to respond but, you know, please do text me. By the way, just quick question here. Is it weird to ask the babysitter, like, hey, just shoot us a text when he's down. Just so we know all's good. He's asleep. Do you think that that's like no, high maintenance? No, I don't think that's not at all. Because we, we need to know if he's going to sleep. Do we, that. though? Yes. But anyway, um, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, she could just tell us later. But it would be good to know. All right. Um, I guess in that moment in time, it's like there's not anything I could have done about it. But if she's, you know, texts us two hours later, she's like, yo, he's still screaming. Then, yeah, probably I would go home at that point. But anyway, beside the point. So uh, show starts at seven. The previous night, different babysitter, she texted us like 702. So it was like, oh, okay, great. And then he's asleep. I don't even have to think about like that aspect of things. I can just kind of disassociate and really focus on playing the guitar and the trumpet in the show (laughs) at the same time. Anyway, then, um, that's, that was my, maybe my weird is playing the guitar and trumpet at the same time. Anyway, so she, the second night, um, you know, it was her first time doing it, whatever. I think she was like, she put him down and then she was cleaning up or whatever. So seven passes, seven Oh five, seven ten. It's like seven 15. I'm not getting any text. So at this point I'm like, you know, and the show's starting. So I can't really text. So I'm like just praying that she's going to text me, basically. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. Then in between songs, I quickly text her and she's like, oh, yeah, sorry. He fell asleep. Like, no problem. Okay. But exactly your point. It just was like kind of really zoomed in on my and just our inability to really completely invest ourselves into something, even if it's. For two hours, you know, on a Friday night and we have a babysitter and all that. Now, as you said, we probably don't need to exacerbate that by like texting her and asking her to text us and all that 100%. stuff. 100%. I think we're being a little extra here. Maybe, but still it was just like, ugh. So that that was just, that's probably my low. What about you? Okay. Well, along the same lines of 
doing stuff at school. So we had this musical all weekend and then Monday night we had a jazz band concert. So we just decided, I also needed Brian to play in that. So we just decided that we weren't going to have another babysitter. We'd already had so many all weekend in the previous week. So we were just going to bring him to the concert. Which we not only have never brought him to a concert, but we have never brought him to like a rehearsal. We've never really brought him to a thing where we both are having to kind of work. (laughs) Now, in retrospect, we both were like, we are so stupid. Like, why did we even think that this was a good idea? But I anyway. never said that. Don't, uh, don't speak for me. Oh my gosh, you were like, I'm never doing that again. Okay, I might Liter- have said that, but I it was fine. I'm glad we tried it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you are completely changing your tune now that we're on air. Because afterwards, you're like, oh my god, that was insane. I'm never doing that again. Why did we do that? Well, it was his first live music experience, which is pretty cool. You know, with like a big band or whatever. Anyway, it's your low, so yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> Good point. Touche, touche. Now I'm dominating the conversation. Yeah. So basically, yeah, long story short, we had our warm-up. It was fine. My students were very excited that he was there, obviously. They're high school kids, so they thought it was fun to have a one-and-a-half-year-old toddling around. And then um, he was actually fine, like, eating his dinner while we were warming up and all that. And then when it came time for showtime, there were, like, probably 300 people in the auditorium audience. They start coming in. He started getting a little nervous, understandably. And I had, like, a student who was helping out, which was really nice, and kind of, like, watching him while we did the concert. And for the most part, it actually was fine. It was just towards the end. He started screaming, like, kind of losing it. It was past his bedtime. It was very hot in there. There were 300 people in there. There was loud music. And, like, he just hit his point, which I totally understand. So I had to actually, like in the middle of the concert now it's jazz band so it's like once i start them off they were fine go into the audience grab him get him in my arm like on one hip and then like finish conducting the concert with him in my arm with conducting with the other arm which isn't really like the goal for me you know i'm trying like to be like a little more professional you mean then your kids screaming while you're trying (laughs) to perform with your luckily it was you know, it was accepted. It was okay. It was a pretty informal concert, but yeah. Okay. In retrospect, it was a little stressful trying to be at work, both of us having to do something and like just thinking, I guess that he was just going to chill and watch. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to go too much further into this, but definitely, I mean, it is like a tiered auditorium with very, very high, very steep steps. And he was just running up them. And I was literally trying to play piano in this ensemble. Um, And you were just totally fine with him independently going up these very steep stairs for whatever reason. I don't know if you just were stressed or whatever. But as long as he was quiet, I was happy. Right. Anyway, that was, I don't know if that was my low of just you letting him, you know, basically roam around the school <laughs> completely un, um, you know, observed or whatever, but that was definitely a stressful time. Well, we tried it. What was your high? My high, pretty simple, but man, a cute outfit on this kid just gets me. And like I said, it was Valentine's Day Tuesday. He just had the sweetest little outfit, heart sweatshirt, which was definitely from the girls' section, but who cares? Some cute little red pants, some cute little Valentine socks that his wonderful auntie has gifted him. And uh, we just took some cute pictures with, like, hearts in the background and just love a themed outfit. It's pretty simple high, but, oh, he's just so cute. And then since then, people have been like, oh, how 
was Valentine's Day with your son? And I'll be like, oh, it's good. Oh, did you did you say you wanted to see a picture? Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I, I might have one or two I could show you. I'm just so eager to show because it's just so cute. Damn, that's awesome. What's your high, Bri? My high is, I have to say, he's really started to play independently. Mm. And it's been really nice to watch. He plays kind of like right off the kitchen so I can still kind of see him whatever while he's playing um and it's just really nice to see that he's like having fun and getting enjoyment out of like self-directed play yeah um and it's just been it's been interesting to watch I guess that development because previously he was always like needing to be in many cases literally touching us um, or like sitting in our lap, but now he's like going to the other room and playing with toys and then like bringing a toy back. And he's just starting to really like explore and come into the space on his own. And that's been really awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's been two days, so I wouldn't go, you know, celebrating, marching in your big parade about it. But yeah, it's exciting. two days. Yeah. What's well, been two days? He's been doing this. Maybe under your watch, girl, but he does it plenty in the last, like, two weeks. Oh. All right, now, we'll get the parade. Get well, I was going to say, as we always say, obviously, when mom's around, he's, like, got to be attached to you. But, yeah, maybe in the last few days you've noticed that. But I've been, you know, certainly noticing it over the last two weeks just to see him, as I said, go off in the other room. Now, I didn't think about it until you just said that, but a lot of that does coincide with you either not being home or, like, being in the shower or something like that. Mm, interesting. All right, and you're weird. My weird is just that the daycare teacher made a little comment the other day. This is, I, I did find this funny. And she basically was like, yeah, you know, we're hearing the word no a lot. And there was a lot of judgment in her voice. Like she thinks Fair. that we just scream no at him at and home, And you I said, guess. actually, this is based on his genealogy. Exactly. This has nothing to do with nothing me. Nothing to do with parenting. So first of all, he does say no a lot, when, especially when he means yes. I was going to say, he, he <laughs> says no for everything. He likes the way it feels, like the mouthfeel yeah, of it, I think. it's literally like, do you want a cookie? No. But and then, then he'll like, up. yeah, exactly, run over to his high chair. So... Yes, we've been hearing it a lot too, lady, and we don't say it that much, I don't think. I mean, maybe to the dog, and that's where he hears it, but yeah, I just felt some little bit of judgment there, and I'm probably definitely just imagining it, but definitely. I was like walking away thinking like, well, what does she want me to do about that? What's your weird? I have two. Lay it on us. I often do. All right, my first weird is, you know, some parents are like, really proud of their kids and they like to hang like you know s their kids like tests if they get good grades or like their artwork things like that sure well our son is obviously too young to be like really making his own art so like at daycare they'll do these quote-unquote like paintings mm -hmm. and it's very it'll be like a snowman but it like actually looks like a snowman so there's no way that he's the one who's doing it it's mm -hmm. obviously the babysitter or i mean the teacher or whatever so for some reason tonight, in like the last couple of days, you've you've decided to like hang all this artwork, but it's not really his artwork. So it's just weird to me that we're literally just hanging the babysitter's artwork or like the teacher's artwork around our house. And like I know you're probably really proud of her and everything, but <laughs> I'm so proud of her. She's such a beautiful artist. So that's my that's my weird number one. My weird number two. Okay, wait. First of all, they always 
usually have like his handprint involved in the artwork fair, or something. That's so, fair. You know, it's exciting. It's like signed by him. Anyway, yeah. um, okay, my second weird. And, you know, interested to hear how people uh, feel about this. This is not a political podcast, so I'm not going to, well, you know, I won't sway one way or the other as far as I'm telling the story, but I'll just say, uh, you know, you have all these babysitters like we do where, you know, you might have somebody once or you have somebody like a few times and then never again, especially when you're just like finding people that are like recommendations of other friends of friends of friends or like through the internet, whatever. So we met these babysitters, both so, so nice this past weekend. Um, you know, seemed very trustworthy, all that. And <clears throat> I go to leave and I notice that one of them has like a lot of bumper stickers, like a lot of political bumper stickers. And they're not necessarily political bumper stickers that I would have, mm. we'll say. Um, not that I am someone who has political bumper stickers, but let's just say if I were, they yeah. would likely be the opposing bumper stickers to yeah. the ones that this person had. And it's just one of those things that you like... I never gave thought to as like certainly like a, when I was a child being babysat, like, oh, I wonder what the political leanings are of my babysitter. But and our n- parents probably didn't either. Like I, I was going to say that. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think like the polarization of our time now, especially I mean, I think all times are polarized in many ways. But I think right now, specifically on the political side, it seems like, you know, people just really be putting all kind of crazy bumper stickers on their car. And it's just interesting um, to see that, I guess. Some baby. And it made me think like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if, if we want to do this again with really? like this particular person so or whatever. So why do you think about the way she votes would have to do with how she takes care of our child? Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to get into this further without making this a political discussion. I don't think it matters. But I will just it's say, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I do think uh, in large part who you vote for and perhaps the things that you vote for and that are important to you kind of are a good depiction of your empathy or lack thereof. <laughs> Um, so, you know, there's certain things when I see, I'm like, Ooh, Hmm. Now that being said, you know, I am very good friends with people who are very conservative and people who are very liberal. And, uh, you know, I trust those people much the same, but yeah, I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't know this person that I give into my, biases very quickly as a result of that um of just not knowing them and part of that is also perhaps i'm looking for something like i'm because i already feel kind of uncomfortable in the situation Mm. so i'm looking for a confirmation of like i don't know you know but anyway this person turned out to be great we're probably gonna work with them again actually she's coming saturday tomorrow yeah, well, I wasn't going to say that just in case they listen to the podcast, but, um, you know, feel free. To Why would she? She doesn't listen to this. I don't know. You never know, bro. But anyway, <laughs> so no those way. are those are my uh, my two weirds. I look forward to hearing, uh, you know, what what the commentary is from the popcom about that. DFPs weigh in. As always, we love hearing from you. If you just leave your child at the playground for 20 years because it's really just their genetics that totally. matter and not you. If you are doing brain surgery and you're waiting for the babysitter to text you that your child's asleep, so then you look at your phone and drop your phone inside somebody's brain. If you are an anxious parent who is very high maintenance and asks the babysitter to text you when your child is asleep. If 
you are the type of person who thinks it's a good idea to bring your child to a school performance. <laughs> it's, it's probably, probably okay. okay.